fly around. Little green peas from the ground. Buttermilk biscuits, nice and brown. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Butter beans, peas, beets, and chard. Chickens running in the yard. Catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Cast on skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and crack and pop. Cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop 'em black gang candy stripes. Look at 'em loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, a show that is dedicated to the people of the state of Tennessee who produce, prepare, and preserve food and agriculture, often with that Mountain South Appalachian flair. And on occasion, I just might have a guest from our neighbors from surrounding states here in the Southeast. This is your hostess and producer, Amy Campbell. The theme song that you just heard was sung and produced by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. She's from Madisonville, Tennessee. And today we are setting the table in the kitchen with my guest, Bailey Foster. She is a Knoxville native and founder of Real Good Kitchen, a food incubator in Knoxville, Tennessee. Their motto is make change through food. In short, this new place provides the space and resources food entrepreneurs need. There are so many roadblocks to starting and maintaining a successful small food business, and this place helps to offset many of those roadblocks by working collaboratively. In this hard time we're all going through, this place is a breath of fresh air for our state, and the Real Good Kitchen is in the last leg of a crowdfunding campaign. They've almost reached their goal, and it's my hope that by sharing this story with y'all, we can help them achieve their goal. We also hear a segment from the happily retired former food writer for the Knoxville News Sentinel, Mary D.D. Constantine, with a soul food recipe on how to prepare pig's feet and pork neck bones by way of Mary Breed Love of Morristown, Tennessee. And I don't know about your circumstances listening in here today, but for a good long while now, I've been searching and cooking recipes that fill up my family's bellies, give us nutritional value, and are tasty, and most of all, affordable. So I thought this would be a good segment to include here today, in this old cold month of January, during this pandemic and all. I hope it helps. On Fred Sossman's Potluck Radio series... He features Frederick Palbarger, founder of Pal's Sudden Service, award-winning regional fast food chain. Palbarger sadly passed away in October of 2020 at the age of 90. He opened the first Pal's restaurant, bearing his nickname in downtown Kingsport in 1956. 
If you may not be familiar with Pals, Pals is a beloved hot dog, hamburger, fries, and shake establishment in the northeast portion of the state of Tennessee, known for its colorfully painted buildings and fiberglass hamburger, hot dog, and milkshake cups sitting atop of several Pals establishments. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really appreciate your good company. Let's go down to Magnolia Avenue in downtown Knoxville, Tennessee, on the east side of the city, to Real Good Kitchen, a food incubator, and hear more about this important community resource with founder of Real Good Kitchen, Bailey Foster. I first featured Real Good Kitchen about a year and a half ago when Bailey had first purchased the building, and now that the kitchen is built, I wanted to share an updated interview on Real Good Kitchen and hopefully help them to reach their crowdfunding goal. And so, you know, hopefully COVID will be over, business will be good, and we'll be able to, you know, use this um, for an event space or a yeah. cafe or a grab-and-go market. You know, we would just want to be food, you know, mm-hmm. a food opportunity for the neighborhood um, and to provide more access to market for our members. So, uh, yeah, so this, you know, we envision that that could be opened and then, you know, you'd have access to the kitchen for serving. And so we'll just hope that would be Bailey, will you tell us all again what Real Good Kitchen is? Sure. Uh, Real Good Kitchen is Knoxville's first full-service shared commercial kitchen and food business incubator. Um, You can think of it like a co-working space for cooks. Essentially, we have a 2,500-square-foot facility on Magnolia Avenue in East Knoxville, Uh, We provide um, the space and equipment that food businesses need, as well as business development resources and networking and mentorship um, that we hope will help food businesses, uh, you know, take take the next steps. How does the food incubator work? And that I mean to say, you know, what are some of the common roadblocks that just most of us don't think about when you're trying to open a food business and how do you help with that stuff? Most any food business, this is not true 100% across the board, but but most any food business that wants to produce on any scale and be sustainable and wants to sell legally, operate legally, and sell to the public needs commercial kitchen space. And that space, you know, has to be licensed. Our space is licensed by the Knox County Health Department and the Tennessee Department of Ag. Uh, which means that caterers, uh, meal prep services, bakers, food trucks, um, you know, consumer packaged goods, manufacturers. Uh, we just had Angie in here from uh, Cooks on the Curb making pimento cheese. All those folks are able to use our kitchen to conduct their business. And because it's a shared space, we provide the equipment, we provide the space, uh, we provide the storage space, we provide the chemicals and the aprons and the rags and the mats and pretty much all the overhead for food businesses and it becomes um, our kitchen uh, lowers the cost and risk of starting a food business Um, and we also hope to supplement you know the space and equipment resources with other business development resources um, that will allow folks to start their businesses grow their businesses scale their businesses uh, whatever that whatever next steps they want to take 
And I should say that the, the distinction between just a commissary kitchen and an incubator really is those sort of business development, mentorship, networking, group learning kind of services. Uh, they are, you know, meant to be sort of supplemental to just uh, the production space and storage space that, that commissary kitchens offer. Boy, that is everything, is the connections and helping one another and all the things you pick up by talking with one another. And in your vision of Real Good Kitchen, what kind of combination of businesses and people and community impact do you see in your mind's eye for Real Good Kitchen? Well, our mission at Real Good Kitchen is really to make it possible for more people to... um, to achieve financial security and success with their businesses. Um, We're building a diverse community in our kitchen. We want all kinds of food, all kinds of owners. Um, We want to support women and business owners of color and and folks who who have serious dreams about um, owning and and a successful food business and really making it work. I mean, from a practical perspective, um, the more businesses we have with different needs, you know, we're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week for reservations. So, um, you know, we want businesses that are interested in different different times of day, different kinds of equipment, different storage needs. Uh, we really feel like we can accommodate a wide range of businesses, as I said, from caterers to food trucks to bakers to um you know, pimento cheese makers. Um, we have um, Chris from Lario Chocolate, uh, who's going to be with us also. You know, just a wide range of businesses um, creating opportunities for as many folks as possible. You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. And today we are visiting with Bailey Foster, founder of a new food incubator located on Magnolia Avenue in Knoxville, Tennessee, on the east side of the city, named Real Good Kitchen. After a short break, with news from the Blount County Beekeepers Association, we'll return to our visit with Bailey, and if you're considering opening a food business in Knoxville, how you can be part of Real Good Kitchen, and also, if you'd like to support Real Good Kitchen, how you can help them reach their goal. For all you beekeepers out there or people looking to get into keeping bees, no matter where you may be located, here's something that might be of interest to you. A series of two beginning beekeeper courses brought to you by Blunt County Beekeepers Association will be presented virtually by Zoom on February 26th and 27th from 6.30 until 9 o'clock p.m. Topics that will be covered in the February 26th presentation are setting up an apiary, do I want to be a beekeeper, PPEs, parts of a hive and Q&A. And in the second meeting on the 27th, topics that will be covered are 2020 New Beekeeper Grant Recipient, Bee Biology, Where to Buy Bees, and Q&A. Again, this is brought to us all by the Blunt County Beekeepers Association, and I've placed a link in the podcast notes about this meeting at TennesseeFarmTable.com. More information, BluntBees.WordPress.com. And you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. Today we're visiting with Bailey Foster, founder of a new food incubator located on Magnolia Avenue in downtown Knoxville, Tennessee, in the east side of town, named Real Good Kitchen. 
In the second part of our visit today, if you're considering opening a food business in Knoxville, Bailey will let us know how you can be part of Real Good Kitchen, and also, if you'd like to support Real Good Kitchen, how you can help them reach their goal. If people would like to consider being part of Real Good Kitchen, do you still have room for other partnerships and new businesses? Oh, absolutely. Um, we are just just getting started. Uh, by the end of this week, it'll be our first uh, week of business, um, and uh, we will have onboarded four clients. Angie from Cooks on the Curb, Chris from Lirio Chocolate. There are is a group of young men who have started a late-night waffle delivery business called Never Full Waffles, and other businesses on and on. We have a deep list of about 100 other prospective clients so we're just going to start out, sort of build this plane as we fly it and keep, you know, bringing more people on and, and hoping to serve just as many businesses uh, in the community that are new and also uh, look interested in growing as we can. Do you work with people short term or long term? How does that work? Right, that's a good question. We have uh, a whole range of membership packages um, that are all-inclusive. They start um, with as few as eight hours a month, and um, you can go up to, you know, 100 or more hours a month if you like. Each package, as I said, is full service. You get access for advanced reservations, for production space, for use of our equipment, for storage space. So we really are trying to design packages that would be accessible to businesses at all different stages. And you can sign up for as few as three months. So you can start at three months, you can start at six months or longer. But again, we, we really want folks to feel like they can try out new ideas and, and take a chance, you know, to be able to try things and have, you know, experiment and for things to fail and for your business to still be able to go on is such an important privilege and such an important thing for any business owner. So, you know, we just want to be that resource that help folks build businesses that are sustainable. And as our kitchen manager, Mel, likes to say, you know, we're cooking food, but it's so much bigger than that. We want to impact, you know, the diversity and opportunities that are available in our food economy. We want to bring all of the great food to our market and we know Knoxville loves local food and we think there's so much room for a lot more of it. So we want to be part of sort of a more sustainable, more diverse and inclusive, uh, you know, food economy in Knoxville. So listeners today to this podcast or radio show, how do they help support this? We are in our final two weeks of a, uh, a crowdfunding campaign on the Indiegogo platform. And that money is critical for us to be able to help pay our construction bills that we have for the kitchen to buy a little bit more equipment um, for us to get started. We're really getting started in sort of a minimum viable way that we're imagining, uh, you know, just pieces of equipment that are important, but we'd love to continue to, to grow that. And we also are working on seeding a food entrepreneur capital fund that we really hope will help you know make our programs and services and facility even more accessible help food businesses get the capital they need to take whatever the right next steps are for them whether it's to use our space or um, to hire personnel or you know whatever it is buy a critical piece of equipment uh, we really want to be able to support those things so 
Our crowdfunding, we have been so gratified and grateful for the uh, support we've gotten from the community so far. We are at 75% of our $30,000 goal, which is really just, I can't say how excited and grateful I am for that. Um, we would love uh, the support in getting us over our goal, through, over the finish line to our goal of $30,000 You know, within the next couple of weeks when our campaign ends. If folks feel like they aren't in a position to make a financial contribution, um, sharing about our campaign on social media, uh, sharing about Real Good Kitchen, that is also a contribution. We also always need professionals. Uh, you know, we need business services, web designers and marketing professionals and accountants and tax consultants and um, mentors uh, of all kinds. Anybody who is interested in contributing to Real Good Kitchen with um, services would also be so uh, beneficial as we're building our network of resources for our, for our members. So lots of ways to help. We would so appreciate a financial contribution, but also really value um, any other contribution that folks can make. And you can find us at our website, therealgoodkitchen.com. All of our information is there. So is a link to our crowdfunding campaign, um, as well as a way to get in touch with us if you have other questions or uh, are interested in helping in other ways. You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, and today our guest has been Bailey Foster, founder of a new food incubator located on Magnolia Avenue in Knoxville, Tennessee, named Real Good Kitchen. For more information and to support Real Good Kitchen and help them reach their goal, I've placed a link to take you to all that information, as well as links to all of my guests in the show, pictures of Bailey Foster inside Real Good Kitchen, and the podcast link for this show, all on my website, TennesseeFarmTable.com. Up next is the happily retired grandbaby hugging, basset hound rescuing, goodwill spreading former food writer for the Knoxville New Sentinel, Mary D.D. Constantine, with a soul food recipe on how to prepare pig's feet and pork neck bones by way of Mary Breedlove of Morristown, Tennessee. When the topic turns to pork, I immediately think of Mary Breedlove. The Morristown resident was kind enough to make me a huge spread of soul food. It included chitlins, pig's feet, pork neck bones, black-eyed peas, and collard greens. She told me that pork was an important part of her diet as a child and that nothing on the hog ever went to waste. They ate the ears, the tail, its feet, its head, and even the lungs, which she said were called lights. She fondly recalled the many times her uncle would bring hog's head into the house. She said a huge pot of water was placed outside and the head was chopped in half and cooked overnight. 
The following day, the meat was picked from the carcass and ground with spices. Her only request for her uncle was that he please remove the hog's eyes and nose hair before cooking. She was kind enough to share her recipes for pig's feet and pork neck bones with me, and it's really a simple process of placing in a pot, covering the meat with water, adding a dash of salt, and boiling until the meat is tender. It was the first time I'd eaten pig's feet and pork neck bones, and I went back for seconds. But let me warn you, pig's feet are mighty sticky to eat. This is Mary Constantine with the Tennessee Farm Table. And next up is Fred Sossman's Potluck Radio Series with a feature on Frederick Pal Barker. Pal Barger was founder of Pal's Sudden Service, award-winning regional fast food chain and philanthropist. In July of 2019, Pal Barger was awarded the Chancellor's Award for Excellence in Philanthropy from the Tennessee Board of Regents. Pal Barger sadly passed away in October of 2020 at the age of 90, and he opened his first Pal's, bearing his nickname, in downtown Kingsport, Tennessee in 1956. This is Potluck Radio. I'm Fred Sausman. Pals Sudden Service has been in business for 63 years in Northeast Tennessee and Southwest Virginia. Frederick Powell Barger came back home to East Tennessee after a stint in the U.S. Air Force, and the multitasking Pal ran a restaurant while he finished his degree at East Tennessee State College. By leasing the restaurant in uh, Mary in Virginia, I saved $10,000, and then I borrowed $10,000. That's what it cost to open the first Pals on Revere Street. I leased the land, which I later bought. But equipment and building and everything was $20,000. The concept that eventually evolved into PALS had its origin back during PALS Air Force days. I had the idea of what I wanted to do that I saw in service when I was in Austin, Texas. An operation there called 2Js that had evidently copied McDonald Brothers before Ray Kroc got involved. So I had that in my mind that that's what I wanted to do. And, you know, I researched that. Well, I go after work and I asked them if I could come in and see. And they were pretty sixty, but they had windows on the front and two sides. So I'd go after work with binoculars and a legal pad and keep track of their customers. And, and I had I could see their sales. They had the old-timey NCR registers where you punch a 20 and a 5 and 25 cents would pop up. They call it benchmarking now. Then they called it spying. <laughs> In 2002, President George W. Bush presented PALS with the Malcolm Baldridge National Quality Award. For Potluck Radio, I'm Fred Sausman. This is Bailey Foster, founder of Real Good Kitchen, and you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. Thank you so much for joining us here today at the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. It has been an honor to have your good company. We always love to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or through the website tennesseefarmtable.com. I'd sure love to hear from you and swap some recipes and stories. 
Big thanks to Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee for the musical arrangement and singing and recording of our theme song. For updated appearances, schedule, news, and her new recording, connect with Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.